Resource Insider Podcast, where we get to know the best CEOs, investors, and entrepreneurs in the mining industry. I'm your host, Jamie Keach. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Resource Insider Podcast. This is an episode I have been waiting for a few weeks now to record and with much excitement because today we're going to be going uh, into depth on one of the, um, what I would say one of is our, our most exciting resource insider portfolio companies. We're going to be talking to the CEO as well as the VP of exploration. Um, if you've been following our work, you've probably heard me mention them before. The name of the company is called Pukara Gold. It is a gold uh, no surprise there, exploration-focused company in Peru. So without further ado, let me please uh, introduce the CEO, Steve Zucker, and the VP of Exploration, Ken Balawig. How's it going, guys? Yeah, Jamie, it's, go- it's going well. Thanks. Uh, we're down here in Peru. Ken, how about yourself? Doing well. Uh, nice to be back with you again, Jamie. Um, we're... On our way up up to site uh, after going through the COVID protocols here, and uh, rather anxious to get up where we can do some some good. Great. Well, you know, I think probably uh, the best place to start this conversation is talking about where you are right now, uh, how you got there, and the process that it actually took you guys to get there. So maybe Steve, we start with you. Where where are you guys hiding out at the moment? We're in our respective uh, isolation rooms in in, in Miraflores, undergoing uh, five days of uh, quarantine uh, through our own protocol uh, before we head up to the campsite um, where we get into the bubble of of our drillers and geologists and and other contractors that, that are working on site. Um, it took us about a day to get here uh, from from the states, uh, charter flight, and because of uh, we're doing business stuff, we were able to come in the country from the states, showing um, documentation that uh, we're COVID-free to start. So, and so that entails a variety of tests before you leave, tests once you get there, obviously time in isolation. Am I, am I right on that? Yeah. Yeah. We had the COVID tests in, in Colorado and then uh, showed those. And then we had to sign some, some legal forms with immigration um, that uh, were, were, were COVID free. We don't have a temperature and the usual the usual questions, and then we'll have a new test here before we head up uh, to our campsite. Well, you know, I think this is worth touching on, and the reason I, I'm asking is because some of the investors I work with have been under the impression that, you know, Peru, nothing is happening right now. I've heard that from several people, and, you know, or that you can't get into the country, or that once you're there, you're entirely locked down. Could you give us an idea of what's actually going on there right now? Are exploration companies still able to get things done? Is it is it a workable environment at this point? Um, we, we think it is. Um, we are seeing drills turning at other projects. Uh, I've heard of a couple of other juniors that, that are actually drilling. Um, 
our our drill company had just uh, that we've contracted just finished a, a job, and um, they've they're on site, they're on site, and and so things are are happening. We have the contractors, and and we're just all being super careful uh, because we don't want to get uh, you know COVID in our own camps. So mm-hmm. I just don't many many actual uh other ceos that are in in country right now um but the start of a program is pretty important for pukara so ken and i felt it's critical that um we come down here and and be there uh both being geologists and both being experienced with uh, drill programs uh we thought it was important enough that we are present okay so guys you know, as an investor, I'm excited about Pukara primarily as a drill play and what you guys are going to learn from the, from the upcoming drilling. So when do you guys actually start drilling at, at, at your, I guess, your primary target, which is Lourdes, or your primary project, rather, which is Lourdes? Well, I'll let, I'll let Ken address that. We're starting um, hopefully today. That was the last thing uh, we heard this morning uh, from our crew that's up there. Uh, we don't have contact at site uh, uh, unless it's satellite phone for for emergency purposes. Uh, but Lourdes is is the project that we've all been waiting for to drill test, and I'll let uh, Ken address some of those targets uh, where we're gonna go because there's multiple targets there. So go on, go ahead. Yeah, go. Ken, what's what's the plan? Sorry, thank you, Ken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jamie, just to uh, give you a little bit more background, uh, road construction and drill site construction has been ongoing over the last couple of weeks. And as we've got all the access roads in and most of the drill sites are complete and the drill arrived on site yesterday and should be set up on the first drill site today. Uh, as I've mentioned to you in the past, we've got nine different target areas we'll be drilling during the course of the phase one program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like to get four or drill holes into four of the primary targets in this first uh, drill shift. So uh, that includes um, the Heopata target, the, the main diatreme, and then the Chukyani zone, which is the outcropping zone of gold mineralization out to the northeast. Uh, Pachuaco, the second largest uh, resistivity anomaly in diatreme, and the Ayani zone, which is the other outcropping zone of gold mineralization. So we're trying to get uh, hit it uh, fast and hard right out the gate uh, in the first uh, 20-day period of drilling. And so, you know, in this first 20-day window, um, when do you anticipate to start receiving first results back? Understanding that you know, it's COVID is happening that, you know, you can't predict exactly when the labs will get through things, but what is the window you expect to start he- hearing back on results? Well, Jamie, we'll be trying to expedite uh, sample shipments and uh, the drilling. Um, so the best uh, estimate we have is sometime in December based on what we see right now. Okay. Well, guys, uh, there's a few things I want to talk about today. Um, you know, it's good to know you got there safely, that, you know, you're going to be at site soon, that things are moving ahead, that people can expect uh, both drills to be turning and results to be out relatively soon. 
But I think, you know, we got to talk about what it is you're actually doing there. And then, of course, why you got involved. So I'm not sure which one of you guys is best to answer this, but let's talk about first Lourdes. So this is the primary, uh, you know, sort of the first project in Pucara. Obviously, there's others that we can talk about as well. But right now, the focus is on Lourdes. Can you give us an idea of what you know is there today and then what you're hoping to find or establish there? Lourdes has risen to the top of our project areas for a number of factors. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of the largest areas of alteration. It's in a, uh, a trend of mineralized occurrences with uh, a producing mine just 14 kilometers to the south. It is a large nested uh, diatreme or essentially a, 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 a series of volcanic, explosive volcanic vents that are extremely altered. And uh, we know we have mineralization in at least several of them. And it is um, entirely likely that we could find mineralization in the others. The geophysics, the surface geology, the geochemistry, all seem to come together uh, and coincide in these drill targets that we've identified as uh, being primary high potential targets for gold mineralization with features similar to the or almost identical to the producing mine uh, just directly to the south. So, okay. So guys, you know, I guess the question is, and I think what, uh, you know, particularly retail investors at home are going to be wondering, what is sort of the prize here? What are you hoping to find? Is in the best case scenario, is it a million ounces? Is it 5 million ounces? Is it 10 million ounces? What you know, this is a high sulfidization epithermal gold deposit potentially. Um, you know, what is the upside here and what do you hope to be able to achieve? Well, Jamie, you're correct in that this is a high sulfidation gold target and high sulfidation um, deposits in Peru have been quite prolific with gold with Yanacocha being the biggest one uh, with more than 40 or 50 million ounces of gold produced. Uh, Perina, uh, another big one, I think it's about 8 million ounces or so. So these deposits tend to be big. Uh, mm -hmm. The deposit that's to the south of us, uh, I think, started with something like a 50,000 ounce uh, resource. They produced 300,000 ounces to date, and they uh, are rumored to have another 600,000 ounces that they're bringing, bringing online. So. Uh, I'd say our minimum target size is a million ounces, but uh, viewing the size of the alteration system and the size of the resistivity anomalies and in comparison to what I worked for, worked on uh, for so many years in Avalados, I, I think we usually have a potential for a three to five million ounce deposit. And we're shooting big. We're, we're Our uh, first holes in the main anomaly are on 200 meter centers. So. Uh, we're looking for a large multi-million ounce deposit. Okay. Yeah, the size of this thing on the footprint, when we talk about the footprint on the satellite image, you know, we're about five kilometers by six kilometers is the land package. And within that, we've got, uh, you know, alteration and all the other geologic indicators with geophysics that Ken mentioned, you know, that's, you know, more than a kilometer long by half a kilometer wide uh, that we see this stuff. Um, 
that, that indicates to us uh, potential mineralization. And, and that kind of size points to a multi-million ounce gold target. Um, and, and some of it were obviously runs gold. Um, we're pretty excited about it because we've got, you know, we think the whole system is intact. It has not been eroded. When I say the system is intact, uh, parts of it uh, have been dissected by, uh, by uh, erosion. Mm -hmm. A large part of the system still there and the size um, over a kilometer uh, by half a kilometer by, you know, hundreds of meters in, in, in other directions points to something uh, to us that, that's quite, quite large. Okay. Well, guys, I want to get more into that. Uh, but before we do, I'd like to talk about, Steve, why you ended up starting Pukara and how that inception came about. So if I, you know, as I understand it, Bukhara was spun out of Esperanza in 2013 as a private company, and you came on, you you helped facilitate this and then came on as the CEO. What was it that, you know, attracted you to a land package of extremely early stage grassroots projects in Peru? What did you, what did you like about what you had here? And then what well, have you, I guess the, the bigger question is, what have you done over the last seven years? Because... It's been a long time since spin out to to launching just last month or earlier this yeah. month rather. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I was uh, one of the executives in uh, Esperanza uh, Resources uh, from approximately 2005 to 2012, and in that seven years, um, the company was quite successful. We made a discovery in Peru. Um, the San Luis uh, gold deposit with, mm -hmm. um, was a syndicate with Silver Standard, now SSR uh, mining, and they could earn eventually up to 70% of the project. So we sold our 30% for $30 million equivalent. Um, okay. That step, little junior Esperanza. Um, um, at the same time, we had a discovery going on in Mexico. Uh, which was um, uh, a million ounces, uh, basically, of 0.86 grams oxide gold. So that made Esperanza an attractive target. Um, some groups looked at it and said, we want to uh, start building a mine, and we're interested in, in this Mexico asset and all the cash you have and going to go out and raise cash. Um, and they said, since Steve, you've been working on the Peru projects and all these are now grassroots properties, um, they have very little value. No one's interested in it, um, in taking this forward, uh, because of costs. And, and I had helped build that with the team in Peru, uh, these eight properties at that point, after we sold off. The, the gem, San Luis, um, mm -hmm. all these were early stage properties. So um, we, we reached uh, a deal uh, whereby they would get 10% of the new company that I would form and 1% royalty on the eight properties. At that point in time, Esperanza said, 
Um, there's not very much money um, out there. Uh, we're not going to give you any. Um, and, and a lot of groups I had talked to said uh, Esperanza should be giving us money to start this company up. Pukara uh, at that point in time, we, we were trying to figure out the name and what we were going to do. And um, so I talked to some of the people who had been around Esperanza and saw the success Esperanza had built. And they said they would back me in giving uh, some seed capital. And that's that's how Pukara started uh, by giving so Esperanza 10% of the shares issued on that initial raise in 2013 and a 1% royalty on each of the eight properties that we held in the Peru uh, grassroots package. And so, you know, this was in early 2013, right? And if I, you know, remember correctly, gold was around $1,300 an ounce and on its way down at that time. Um, what, you know, what have you actually done for the last seven years? Have you been sitting on your hands in Lima drinking, uh, Pisco Sours, or what's been what's been going on in this private company? But, well, actually, it was um, mid-2012 uh, when we got okay. the word that uh, Esperanza was being taken over and uh, they were going to close the Peru office. So we, we, we put this together. Um, we raised the initial capital, and we thought it'd last only uh, two years before we were able to take it public. But the, the markets... Um, still stayed uh, pretty stagnant. Um, I had I kept two out of the four geologists in Peru. Uh, mm -hmm. We were working pretty cheaply and we were just going out doing mapping and sampling on these grassroots properties to make decisions. And eventually uh, four of those eight properties, we did enough work and we dropped them. Um, in, in 2013, 14, and 2015, um, we had made a deal with Tech to take one of the properties, uh, Santo Tomas, and uh, option it to do some, some drilling on it, which they eventually dropped, um, which eventually re returned back to us. Um, we continued. Um, with our grassroots uh, desktop program to pick up properties because most of the juniors had had pulled out of out of Peru. Uh, things were just yeah. getting worse in 13 and 14, and in fifth. So so we continued to do our grassroots um, exploration, which is very inexpensive. I mean, we were probably spending three hundred thousand dollars, six hundred thousand dollars in a year. Um, mm -hmm the numbers, um, doing grassroots, uh, working on Lourdes, uh, working on Capriccio, working on Santo Tomas, and then picking up a, a few others. So we would we would do more work on each of the properties and, and yeah. try to move along and continually talk to uh, the major mining companies that were here in Peru, Fresnillo, Buenaventura, Tech, I Am Gold, uh, to stay in contact, Rio Tinto, uh, with with the market, looking for new partners. In 2015, we were able to uh, uh, talk with resource capital funds 
-hmm. and they came and uh, uh, bought 20% of the company or essentially, uh, you know, put money in to get 20% get of the company. Um, and we were able to get a little more cash than that. And then we continued um, into 2017. And in that time frame, Ken had joined us um, because uh, I've known Ken for a long time and he had expertise in, in uh, these high sulfidation gold systems. And that was our main exploration target. And, and I really liked what I saw and was pretty excited. And, and so I called on Ken to, to give me a hand on those in 2016 and 2017. And then um, as we advanced the properties, uh, we were again running low on money and talking to other companies about coming in, uh, several, and uh, Sandstorm uh, was one of the companies uh, we were talking to that uh, was able to make a pretty rapid decision and um, invest money in Pukara in exchange for uh, royalties, and they also wanted to see us drill. RCF wanted to see us drill as well and, and uh, came in, so they continued to keep their 20%. They participated as well, um, along with uh, a bunch of individuals uh, that came in, and we were able to raise about another $4 million. So, so we kept so if I might add, so add, how much money did you actually raise privately over the course of these several years? It was it was roughly seven million dollars. Seven million dollars, and so even though you yeah. weren't raising a ton, yeah. maybe or spending a lot, you managed to bring in some pretty high-profile investors with resource capital funds with Sandstorm. Um, you know, the, the thing that stands out to my mind is when you bring in when you bring in Ken here is. Is this when you sort of shifted focus from being what appears to me more of a prospect generator model to actually becoming more focused on Lourdes, on Pekaska, and deciding to drill them yourselves? Well, actually, we wanted to drill it, but we didn't have enough money. So um, that's where and the time for per permitting came, came involved. Um, we we had per we started permitting in 2016 2017, and there was just delays and we didn't have enough funding. Permitting delays actually helped us because we were able to advance the property, probably to a level that we wouldn't have been able to otherwise, and uh, really were able to understand the system and, and what we were dealing with, and I think develop really quality drill targets. So. Uh, what was really frustrating for us turned out to be really uh, a benefit, and now we're we're really well positioned for for drilling. Um, a lot of confidence in the targets, I believe. Ken, I you know I think that's worth discussing. What it was that actually brought you in here, because as I understand it, you were uh, happily retired, living in a cabin up in Colorado somewhere and enjoying life, and you came out of retirement to go back down to Peru and, and to advance these targets. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether to thank Steve for that or curse yes, <laughs> but that's correct. Uh, actually, when I, you know, I was spent 14 years with Alamos as their uh, exploration manager, VP of exploration in the Mulattoes district, and uh, had the opportunity to really look at these 
uh, high sulfidation deposits in three dimensions as they were mi mining. And uh, I got, think I got to learn a lot about the subtle variations and how they vary vertically and laterally. And uh, uh, as Steve said, we've been in touch and he was always trying to get me down to Peru to look at his projects, especially since Alamos had a significant number of uh, Pucara shares, but I was always too busy doing exploration down in Mulatos to go. So when uh, I became a free man, <laughs> he, he finally coerced me into going down and I was uh, struck when I first saw Lordi's and, and Bacasca also, but primarily, primarily Lordi's that there was a system that large, that robust, that had never been drilled. And I thought, I'll never see anything like this in Mexico or North America again. Is uh, such a opportunity for discovery. So uh, I kind of got hooked from the first sight, I guess. And uh, the work we've done since um, just reinforced that. Uh, you know, I think good properties, the more work you do on them, the, the more things come together and support the target's concept. Bad properties, uh, they have contradictions and the things kind of fall apart. Um, but uh, Lordi's is just, uh, I think, progressed better than I could have expected. And now the moment of truth is at hand. Uh, but so, go ahead. I was going to say, and so gents, you guys, you know, just went public this month. What was it that made you decide to list now instead of carrying on as a private company? Well, I think it was really the access to funds um, and, and the uncertainty going forward. We had you know, been private for, for seven years um, since, you know, late 2012, early 2013. And uh, <clears throat> there were shareholders that, you know, we had promised we'd be public in two years. So they've been very patient and supportive. And with the drill campaign, uh, we knew we'd need more money. And mm -hmm. Uh, we, we thought the, the, the easiest way would be to um, attract money uh, going public and uh, be able to utilize the market if we needed more money with any success uh, we were anticipating. So right. that's really the driving force. And, and, you know, back last fall, we were looking at this and, and you know, Things were, were, were looking better, so it was time to jump. And it was just the timing of all the pieces that came together. We were ready to, to do it in, in March, and then COVID came along. So the right, was right. play. And, and it just seems like we've had delays, and, and they've been fortuitous to help us along the way. Right? Well, so, you know, Steve, I recall uh, the first time we really sat down and started talking about this seriously was in Beaver Creek 2019. And you were on the cusp of deciding whether to do a financing and going public at that time. And that's when we really started going through the assets and going through the history here. Um, and then that got delayed until this past summer. So, um, you know, you did a financing. Uh, you know, this was the first time that I participated or invested in Pucara. All of our Resource Insider members came in. Financing price was at 40 cents. And then you you listed earlier this month, obviously a very successful listing. You guys came out of the gate strong, and I think you closed the first day at, what was it, 75, 80 cents in, in that range there? 
Yeah, yeah, it was. And and as we all talked about it with the board and and um, our committee, you know, we just did not anticipate this much demand because it has been such a difficult road. We thought, <laughs> you know, forty cents was was a hard sell. You know, uh, there were there were some people that were pushing lower and really nobody pushing higher. You know, the market can't can't handle it. We're going to see. And, and that was all. That's always the trick. Well, I recall in 2019 when you told me that price and, you know, the gold was fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. I was trying to push back on that. And then come summer of 2020 and gold's nineteen hundred dollars. It starts to look like a pretty good deal at that price. And it's I suppose it's it's all relative. Right. So yeah. you want I, I did want a warrant, but you know you can't always get what you ask for. Um, but what I want to talk about now, uh, because this is what I've been waiting for, and this is what all shareholders have been waiting for, is this drilling program that's starting today. And I think we want to sort of dig into that a little bit more. And I think, Ken, you're the best person to ask this question. Is this... Is this a drill it and kill it deposit? Are you going to go out there and sink four or five holes and then walk away? And then if it hits, then Pukara is a, you know, a multi-dollar stock. And if it doesn't hit, then, well, there goes our money. Is that is that what we can expect here? Or, or are there sort of multiple kicks in the can built in here? Oh, there's, uh, you know, one of the things I like about the company uh, is for our small companies, it's uh, project rich. Uh, we have a portfolio of projects, of relatively early stage projects, um, and two have risen to the top, Lourdes and Pekaska, um, with, I think, excellent uh, exploration potential. But there are earlier stage projects, uh, actually one I'll, I'll mention, uh, not by name, but is in the Lourdes trend to the south, it's even larger than Lourdes, and we've just started work on that, uh, on uh, project work. So, Bukhara has a portfolio of, uh, of concessions and projects, but within those individual projects, there are multiple target areas. So, for example, Lordi's has nine different areas we'll drill. It's not just one target, uh, a one target shot. So, uh, I think the probability of success is high by the multiple target nature. And each one has, uh, one of the things I like about it is, the more evidence you have of multiple events in a target, the higher your probability for gold. And part of the criteria for target selection was picking these areas that had multiple alteration events or, or hydrothermal events in them. And all of these target areas have those multiple events. So uh, I hope to hit in several of them, uh, it'd be nice to hit in all of them, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, we know we had a, a large gold flux through the system. It's not just a, an altered system. There's we can sample up to ore grade mineralization at the surface. So gold moved through the system. Uh, it was deposited locally in the system, and we're trying to find where it was deposited in, in a very large amount. So um, yeah, I'm very optimistic. So, you know, my question is, how long do you think it will take uh, ballpark 
for you to have an understanding of what Lourdes truly is? Is this a couple months to figure this out? Is it a couple years? What does that look like? Well, I think because of what I mentioned earlier on how much geologic work we've done and how consistent the uh, geology, the geophysics, the geochemistry has been toward uh, coming together uh, and being consistent with the deposits we we know about, um, that I think we have a really good understanding of what's going on there. Now, of course, uh, and also because of the levels of exposure that Steve mentioned, we can see from kind of high in the system to deeper in the system. So we, we can see what's going on in, in three dimensions and uh, have a really good explanation for the geophysical uh, response. So I think we're pretty much on top of uh, our geologic model. And of course the drill is, has the final word in things, but unless there's something radically different uh, found with the drill bit, um, I think we're gonna have it put together geologic understanding and, and easily as we go along in, in a couple months. Um, okay. You know, I hope we'll be in resource definition mode um, within say six months or so. That's, we do get a good intercept where we're going to be adding drills and, and putting it the thing together. Now, I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit here, and I know this is not something either of you enjoy doing, but sort of given your experience uh, in these type of deposits at Mulatto's, what is your feel for the likelihood of intercepting, you know, a significant amount of ore grade mineralization in, in at Lourdes? Well, uh, <laughs> at Mulatto's, I probably drilled close to 3,000 holes. Um, and I think our success rate probably was 70% or so uh, with uh, gold intercepts. Or, and uh, I feel pretty much as confident in at Lourdes as I did do it at Mulatto's. There's more uncertainty, I guess, um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's not a proven district. And Mulatto's took 30 years to get to that level. But, uh, you know, I, I think we're, uh, this sounds high, but uh, because of, of the signs I've seen, I'd say we're at a 70 or 80% chance of coming up with some significant um, gold intercepts. All right. Um, well, probably get that's down pretty to good. <laughs> of size, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I've kept you on the phone for a while. I know you're all very busy hanging out in your hotel rooms at the moment. Well, but you, you sure is there anything that people should members. know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are going to be out pretty soon. Uh, but is there anything that people need to know about Pukara before we say goodbye? Is there anything that I forgot to ask that you want uh, either shareholders or potential shareholders and investors to know? Huh. Good hard question. Um, you know, we're, we're not a one-trick pony. Um, we've been fortunate to build a portfolio like we have uh, during these difficult times with the support of, of, of our investors. Um, we've continued with four properties from, from the Esperanza days and we've picked up more and, and dropped them. So we've been pretty good uh, prospectors and we have some really um, good properties following behind this. 
And, you know, our hope is to make a success at Lourdes and move it to uh, a mining company, let them mm-hmm. take it on and let us continue on to our next projects, which, you know, Patashka is right behind it. And, and we've got a couple others. So um, it's, it's pretty exciting times. And, and we're one of the few that's been able to last uh, in the past eight years of uh, this downturn in grassroots exploration. And now majors are, are knocking on our doors more, more so than, than ever. Mm-hmm. We've got three other properties out of our, our nine in our package that are held by other companies. Solaris Resources holds two and I Am Gold holds one. And they're actually uh, expect to be drilling um, uh, within about a month's time. So, so we're also excited about that. So, uh, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of work being done across the portfolio. Yeah, yeah, not just us. Uh, this other money that's going to be coming into the portfolio, where they can earn in up to 75% of those projects, and and we can focus on what we are doing best. So all right. That. Well, that sounds good, guys. You know, as I mentioned before, I was excited to invest in this deal uh, just this last summer. I know it was one of the most popular deals we've done that we offered Resource Insider members. I haven't sold the share yet. I can't wait to see what these draw results come out as. I've talked to many of our members. They, they feel the same way. So thank you very much for taking the time to chat. Thanks for all the great work. And I can't wait to see what happens over the next few months. All right. Thank you for your support. Thank those resource insiders. All right. My pleasure. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. That was Pukara Gold. And if you want to learn more about what Ken and Steve are doing and why we invested, I recommend checking out their website, which is just Pukara, P-U-C-A-R-A dot C-A. Thanks again for watching.